Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The two of us get to bring the message this morning in our series of where we've been going. And we're, we're always excited. I think I get more excited to bring a message together than you do. Is that right? <laughs> Platform's not my favorite place to be, but I do like sharing it with you. I think you get nervous about what I'm going to ask you to say that you're not prepared for. Isn't that more? Yeah, you guys know by now that happens a lot, so they're <laughs> yeah. ready for it. But we are going to start with something easy. And we had an amazing vacation We've been back a week now, but as many of you know, we traveled to New Zealand to meet our second oldest, Abigail, and her husband, and we just had a fabulous time. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was so good. Thank you for praying for us. We just enjoyed so much being there to meet Sam's family, because we had uh, only met them over FaceTime. Many of you know we didn't, weren't able to go to their wedding because of COVID, and so what a great time we had, just getting to know them all and having a blast, plus... There's like amazing cafes in New Zealand. There was, yeah. Just saying, we frequented a lot of them, and we just had so much fun with the kids doing that. That's what you're supposed to do on vacation, right? Yeah. Unless you do it in your regular life, then you should... Oh, anyway, I won't judge you on that. But we, we yeah, it was so special to be in their special places, too. Uh, they took us to the chapel they, they got married in, and so Abby and I walked down the aisle... <laughs> That's you're, sad, you're eh? <laughs> yeah, we got to see the, ch- the chapel, of course, was really cool. It was really cute. And uh, we got to, we went on a hike up a mountain where they had gotten engaged, which was really cool, and got to see a lot of their special places. And also, I'll just give you an extra moment. Also, um, <laughs> this is great. I get to hog the, the time here. Um, also, getting to see them doing life and ministry. So we got to spend time with them at their church that they're involved in. They're both worship leaders there. And um, Abby's on staff. Uh, the, they're working together as youth pastors there. So getting to watch them lead worship and, and minister to people was also just really moving. There was yeah. lots of tears. There was. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> There was, but they yeah. were special tears. It yes. was so good. Yeah, yeah, they were. And we feel so grateful and so blessed that we were able to do that trip and so thankful that it, it, it worked. Yeah. We had luggage, we had everything, we were safe, yeah. and we're back. So we yeah. um, are also a bit teary, I think, because um, we're still jet-lagged. Like, nobody told us how long it takes <laughs> to get over that. Maybe now that we're grandparents, I don't know, it takes longer, <laughs> but we're still recovering. Yeah, but it's good to be back and step into this series with you of Hey Neighbor. This is a series that the team started off a couple weeks ago, and we've heard some different messages throughout. Heidi, Heidi, we're here for Heidi's message, saying there's room at the table for everybody, right? And then the next week, Pastor Nathan. Yeah, watching him uh, wash Nick's feet, teaching (laughs) about serving one another. Mm. That was moving. That was really, really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And last week's, last Sunday's message, Nick brought a message asking you, what's in your backpack? Have you been uh, checking out your backpack? If you have no idea what we're talking about, you can go to our YouTube page, our YouTube uh, channel, and you can track some of these messages as well. But we get to bring the focus this morning on encouraging one another. 
And so the question might be is, how do you encourage your neighbor uh, at a time like a pandemic? <laughs> how do you encourage your neighbor when they're discouraged or when they go through a hard time? And so we want to come and speak into this moment this morning in the context of encouraging one another. This series is really focusing on how scripture, the Bible, talks about many verses that involve us doing something with one another, what we are encouraged to do together. And so coming specifically this morning about encourage one another, what verses come to your mind, rhetorical question, but from scripture, is there a passage, is there a verse that comes to your mind that's about encouragement? There's the obvious ones that kind of jump out to us. First Thessalonians 5, encourage one another and build each other up. Uh, Hebrews 3 has another chapter about encouragement. Hebrews 10 is one that says, let us consider how we may spur one another on, is the NIV translation. How we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. And the context, if you get into studying some of these scriptures about encouragement, many of these verses are about encourage each other, church, you people who believe in Jesus, especially with the day of Jesus' return coming soon. Now, when these were written in Scripture, that was like 2,000 years ago. <laughs> so the soonness of that verse is like, what? It seemed like to the writer and the listeners that soon was imminent. It was going to be at any moment. But we know it's still applicable for us today. Encourage one another because the days are uncertain. They're challenging. They're stretching. This is some of the context that Scripture gives us of why we are to be involved in encouraging one another. And we want to be practical for a moment and talk about what does that word encouragement actually mean? What does it mean, encourage one another? And again, if you listen to uh, Nick's message last week, he talked about bearing with one another. Do you remember that? Bearing with one another and supporting one another and honoring the God image in another person. Remember that? Honoring the God image. And that when we, we wound people, when we hurt people with our words, we dishonor the image of God in them. Does that make sense? We, we dishonor it. We, we dishonor the God identity that's inside them. But when we encourage, it's the opposite. That's exactly what encouragement is. It's the opposite. It's honoring, calling out the image of God in you, honoring the identity of God that I see in you. That is what encouragement is. So what is it not? Encouragement is not just praise or fluff, you know, like, I really like your shirt. I do like your shirt, actually. Good. Actually, you I suggested you, re you wear the black one. Gee, sorry, I went with this one. <laughs> I just noticed. Um, but it does look good. It looks okay. good. But it, that's not encouragement, right? <laughs> or you have great eyes. Or chin up, you know, yeah. keep going. Yeah, buck up, do your best kind of stuff. Exactly. That's, that's not encouragement. That's not encouragement. Mm -hmm. Deep, More deeper identifying God in you is, is what encouragement is. So maybe I say you have great eyes, but like you use those eyes to see compassionately when you look at people. Hey, that's that's a different example. Yeah. Or in, instead of like, chin up, just keep on going, I say, you know what? 
you can lift your eyes to Jesus because he has promised he will not leave you. So do you see the difference? That's the difference of what encouragement is or isn't. It's calling out that God identity within one another. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, I love the connection of that, of calling out the, the God identity because if we aren't encouraging, if we're demeaning or devaluing or putting somebody down, we're actually slamming what God says about a person. We're actually you know, degrading them and who God says they are. So God's probably got an issue with us if we're putting somebody down rather than building them up. Let me take you to the specific verse we want to focus on this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11. So if you've got your Bible, you've got your, your device, open it up, see this for yourself. I've already highlighted this one in yellow in my word because I don't want to forget this one. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. It is, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just in fact like you are doing. Let me give you the, the deeper context or the deeper meaning of these words and then we'll come to the context in a few moments. But the word encouragement comes from the Greek word parakleo, which means call near or invite, invoke. Like, come here for a second is what encourages is meaning, the word, the, the original meaning of the word. And then the word build each other up, come, the word build comes from okadomio. And this, I, this word has the figurative in inference of building up of character, or I build up, or I edify, I encourage you. So come here and, and let me encourage you is kind of what these two words are getting at. And the reality is it's actually easier to do the opposite, right? Mm. It's easier to do the putting down <laughs> sometimes than it is to do the calling up. Or come close, I want to build you up. That takes intentionality. So if you're kind of feeling like, oof, it kind of sounds like a little bit of work, it actually is. <laughs> it actually is work to adjust our eyes towards encouragement rather than putting down. But like a lot of things, it's work at first, but it gets easier the more you do it, right? The more you find and practice and, and participate in encouragement, building somebody up, the easier it's going to be to keep doing that. This verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 11 of 1 Thessalonians, let me give you the context and some of the picture within where this verse lands within the Bible, but more specifically within the, the letter of 1 Thessalonians. The author Paul is writing to believers, a, a group of people who say they believe in Jesus and they live in the city of Thessalonica. And when he's writing this letter to this group of people, it's out of the context of when he met these people. He went in his traveling. Remember when we studied the book of Acts earlier in, in the spring? And we, we looked at how Paul was sent to go and share about Jesus in different cities and towns and villages. Thessalonica, when he came there, he only stayed there three weeks. If you read the rest of chapter 5, or sorry, back up to chapter 1 at the beginning of the letter... It says that uh, he came and he taught in that city for three Sabbath weeks. So three Saturdays was their Sabbath then. And he would go in and teach in the Jewish synagogue. And he would talk about Jesus. And he would help them to understand from the rest of prophecy and the rest of scriptures how Jesus came to fulfill and Jesus came to be your savior. Jesus is really your encouragement from the Father to say you can do life here on this earth. And so Paul, having spent three weeks with these people, 
eventually there were some people in the city that didn't like this teaching. They're like, we don't like all this positive stuff. We don't like this encouragement. We don't like this Jesus message. And so let's get rid of these guys. And so they did the opposite of encouraging. They went and they were ready to grab them and beat them up. They couldn't find Paul and Silas and some of them because they kind of tucked away. So they grabbed this guy, Jason, who believed in Jesus and some of his friends and, and they beat them up and put them in prison and made them post bail. And when that was happening, Paul and Silas escaped in the night. But later on, he writes these words of encouragement to the church in Thessalonia. And, he, and he's writing to them to say, I want to encourage you, don't give up. <laughs> Jesus' eyes are on you. The truth that you've received from me, you can hang on to, and it's actually going to inspire your faith. Why I encourage you to read beyond verse 11 this morning is because you'll get down to verses 16, 17, 18, and Paul's then saying, rejoice, um, rejoice always. He says to the people, pray continually, don't stop praying. And in every circumstance that you face, um, give thanks to God. And I really see a lot of these verses working together because I find if I do verses 16, 17, 18, if I rejoice, if I pray, if I give thanks, it's a whole lot easier for me to do verse 11, encourage one another. Because I've already postured my heart, my attitude with Jesus. And for me, it's a morning thing. I, I, I got to get my before coffee, before tea, before smoothies. I, I go and say, Jesus, let's do this together. Because I want to rejoice in you. I want to have joy in you. I want to talk to you. Because I'm going to go into the world and I'm going to be faced with something that's probably negative. Or a person that maybe even puts me down. May I not respond with the same attitude to put them down. But may I give thanks and encourage them. This is some of the context that, that the verse 11 is in the midst of. And, and actually I was, I was moved by this chapter even more so this week. Because I was watching online to Bethel Church in California. And if some of you know Bethel Church, their lead pastors, Bill and Benny Johnson, and many of you have been tracking with them, Benny's been struggling with cancer for many years. And so they, they as a community are a faith-filled community. They believe in miracles. They believe in healings, deliverance. If God wants to deliver somebody from cancer, which is what Benny was struggling with, then the miracle's possible. And so the, the uh, message came out this week is pr urgent prayer is needed for Benny because there's no more that medical society can do for her. Treatments can't do any more. And so they called the community to pray and they were believing for a miracle. Their miracle they were hoping for was cancer delivered. She would be 100% healthy and she'd be back in the house. That didn't happen. She graduated from this earth and this life into heaven. She died. And so the next day they posted, and Bill posted words like this, of rejoice always, pray continually. His faith didn't waver. These were actually words in his message a couple days later on last Sunday when he spoke to the community. And he said, we need to continue this because God doesn't change no matter if our circumstances change or if our prayers aren't answered the way we want them to be. That doesn't rock us to still live and encourage one another and find encouragement in God. And that is such a good example of someone who's a little more famous. But we could also say that we've sat with many of you who have walked through yeah. similar hard circumstances. Mm -hmm. 
whether it's the death of a loved one or something else that's transpired in your life, and we have heard you say the same things, that God is still faithful, that he still loves you, that he still has your best in mind, even though. So not just Bill Johnson, but folks right here too. Also, yeah, that was a good example though. Mm -hmm. And I, I love how Paul highlights the rejoice, always pray continually and give thanks because he knew that those three things would help us to keep our eyes off of ourselves. Does that ever happen to you? You're a little more focused on yourself than others? That was me this week when we were jet lagged and I was going to work and all I could think about was like, I'm so tired and I'm so like kind of cranky and scratchy and this and that. And I'm glad you noticed that. (laughs) You were too, actually, just saying. (laughs) We spent a lot of time together in those three weeks and we had so much fun, but we were, we were, you know, a little cranky when we got back, which is normal. But... I realized how much my eyes were just on myself and not looking around to the others around me so that rejoice always and pray continually and give thanks, like if I was focused on that and I did get myself turned around, that that's what helps us to keep our eyes off ourselves and onto Jesus. And it's really, really difficult, church, to be a true encourager the way Paul's talking about it here when our eyes are on ourself because when my eyes are on myself I'm usually not focused on the God identity in other people right I miss it I am thinking only about my needs and it's really hard to be a good encourager uh, when you're feeling broken inside yourself so all the more reason to be in the word praying rejoicing giving thanks letting God heal in us whatever's going on so that I am ready to see your need. So I am ready to see my coworkers' needs. And Paul knew that we would need that help. So that was why I think he gave us those, yeah. those three things. And I also think this message today is so important because our world right now is no different than Thessalonica. You yeah. said Thessalonia. Uh, they call them Thessalonians. You're oh. right, the city's Thessalonica. Okay, Thessalonica. Yeah. I thought I was right, but, yeah. Yeah. you know. You are. Just saying. Um, <laughs> our world is not really any different than that. There, when you read back and read historically what was going on then, our world is broken right now. We know how much is going on. And so this message is important. It's, it's time for us to put Paul's words into action right now because there's people around you or maybe it's you who have been praying for something that hasn't been answered yet. Or they're feeling broken because a loved one has died. Or they're going through a difficulty that nobody else knows anything about. Or maybe everything's really going well for you and you're just kind of like tooting along, just doing things. Life is good. But now is the time for us to be encouragers. Now is the time for us to be true encouragers. Our eyes have to be off ourselves. Our eyes have to be on how to call out the God identity in one another. That's why I think this message is so important. And Paul, in writing to the Thessalonians, said, keep encouraging just as, in fact, you are doing. You're doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah. And then the writer to Hebrews, when they're talking about encouraging one another, said, as the day of the Lord is approaching, so it's always a good time to encourage one another because there's always challenges, um, heartaches, 
um, things that are beyond our ability. But when we speak encouragement to people, we're actually speaking life to them. We're speaking God's identity, like you said. We're speaking deeper meaning to one another. That will inspire people to be who God created you to be. I think of how you carry the gift of encouragement. And I see it in you. And I grabbed an example, and I'm going to show everybody this example. What Rebecca does for encouraging people who's serving on Sundays, she'll often text somebody who's serving on the worship team or kids ministry and just say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of you. And they usually send it on Saturday, not during the service. And, and she texts them and says, I'm praying for you. And I believe God's going to speak through you. And so I grabbed this screenshot of a text that she did for this morning to encourage Sydney and the worship team. And so that's how you use some of your gift to just inspire people and encourage and call out who you see God in them. Yeah. And if any of you have experienced this smile here beside me, which I also have a really great picture of. <laughs> I got caught at a wedding carrying the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> the flowers of the bride. But Brian uses this smile. You use your smile to encourage. Mm. I know it's awkward now because you're like, should I smile or shouldn't I smile? But <laughs> I know many of you have experienced this smile. And this smile is not just a smile. It's a God-given gift that speaks out to people value. That smile says, I care about you. I see you. And I want to know more about you. So that's a, just a small example of how Bri uses his God-given <laughs> gift to encourage. And I know we tried to see each other's faces, but with masks on over the last two years, it was quite difficult, right? <laughs> I still pulled my mask down occasionally to smile at somebody who I knew needed some encouragement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But tell us, how do you use your gift of encouragement Monday to Friday, outside of Sundays, Monday to Saturday? One of the things, I, I love to encourage people. It's, it's part do. of my spiritual yeah. gifting. And, and so I, I, it's just life-giving for me. And so it's my natural go-to. There's other areas that I have to work on. But this one flows more easily. And I love using it just uh, with the folks I work with in the community as a social worker. So when I sit with clients and I'm hearing their stories or I'm, I'm doing counseling, I love to finish my time with them or just to speak out something very intentional over them. And these are people who don't yet know Jesus, but I'm able to say, you know, I see a strength in you that I haven't seen in someone else before. And that strength is going to be what helps you to keep going right now. Hmm. Or I, I see a kindness in you that regardless of these things that have happened to you, you are still gentle and kind. And a church, I cannot tell you how many times they will look back at me and just be like, pardon? Mm. I have never heard anybody yeah. speak those words to me. And, and this is because this is calling out the, God, the image of God that I know is in them, even if they don't know Jesus yet. And just the joy on their face when they have one positive thing said about them actually can really be life-changing. And you're talking about people who come to you who are in, in crisis or broken or fearful of where life is going, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so they're pretty, pretty low mm -hmm. when you're speaking into them. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And, and it's, easy, it's easier sometimes to encourage one another here. Mm. 
right? Just where we're, we maybe have deeper relationship, but imagine, imagine as we take this to our everyday life, to all people, all the time, the power of our authority and our words that Jesus has given us, and we're speaking it over others, amazing yeah. things start happening. And so you may be thinking, yeah, but my Mondays don't start off very positive or encouraging. Or by Thursday, I've gone through so much stuff at work, personal, that I have no more to give joy. So you might say, Brian, how, how do I do it? I go back to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18. And I say, Lord, what have you given me to rejoice about this morning, today? God, I need to be talking with you because I'm going to meet somebody who's not going to be so excited or who doesn't know you. And I want to trust that, God, you're going to give me something, a smile, a word, uh, just a comment to them that's going to change them, their moment, get them thinking about you. And I look to give thanks in all circumstances, so in a moment of negative, I can speak something from God that's positive. So this is why rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances is needed in a regular flow so that we can encourage one another who aren't in such an encouraging mood when we see them, wherever we see them. It sets us up, right? Mm -hmm. It sets us up for the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to us so that we can then speak words of life to others. So church, what will change for you this week Mm -hmm. as you look at the scripture? The pray continually, rejoice, always give thanks and be an encourager. Um, What's gonna change for you this week? Is it going to be just the way you're thinking about other people? And when you're thinking about your kids or your spouse or your coworkers or your neighbor, the person right next door to you? Yeah, the person who had a party Saturday night late and kept you awake because you don't have air conditioning and your windows are open and you're like, I don't even want to see that person, let alone encourage them. (laughs) And God says, go next door. (laughs) Not with your agenda, but with the word I'm going to give you to encourage them. That only happens when you're praying continuously and you're giving thanks in all circumstances, right? It's not normal to be able to encourage someone after something like that, right? So that's why we need those Paul's words permeating our spirit in order to help us. So maybe it's um, your thoughts about other people and maybe it's spending more time in prayer before you go to your workplace so you can take your eyes off of yourself like I needed to this past week and say, Holy Spirit, what is it? Who am I going to come across today that you have a word of encouragement for? Who do you want to speak it over? Who does God want you to be speaking over this week? Mm -hmm. Who is it? Yeah. So we're going to take a few minutes and do that right now. We're just going to pause. We're going to allow you to have a minute and just to pray and say, God, what of this message do I need to receive that will help me walk as an encourager. Father, do I need healing? Then here's my broken pieces. Put me back together like we sang in worship this morning. Or are you saying, uh, Father, the the things I've been through are, are heavy on my heart. I've lost somebody I love. I didn't get the job I wanted. I've got bills piling up. Lord, how will you posture my spirit and heart? Um, Maybe you've had disappointments this week that are overwhelming. Take a minute now in this quiet time before you get back into life and just ask, Holy Spirit, how do you want to speak to me out of this message this morning for encouragement for me or for somebody else? Let's pray 
and take a minute. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.